I'm good. I'm really excited about this episode. We've got two lovely guests with us. Um, without further, actually, no. I'll say what the episode is about, and then I'll introduce them. So this is the second episode of the Spotlight series that we started. The first episode we did uh, two weeks ago today, um, or two weeks ago yesterday, was um, bringing up Ghanaian music because I'm still out here in Ghana. Um, it was a good episode. We got like a decent reaction from it as well. So thank you guys. Um, and this one we're, we're Kind of in celebration of International Women's Day, which was a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Women's History Month, which we're still in. Um, we're, we're zeroing in on women in hip hop, women, women who rap. So um, we've got some great guests with us. So yeah, we've got um, Faye OJ, who is the host of The Motion. We, we've been on The Motion a few times, it's, uh, and she's a friend of, the, friend of the show, friend of the podcast. She actually hosted that um, event we did a couple of years back now. So, um, Faye, how you doing? How you doing? I'm all right. I'm good, thanks. Um, I can't believe, what was that? That was in 2019, right? Yeah, back in, back in the 2019. Crazy. When we could have while. events. It's been a while. Yeah, but, yeah back, when, back when we could meet up. <laughs> miss it. Yeah, I'm good. Not in Ghana, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we've also got, we've got Toshi with us. She's... um. Uh, music journalist. Yeah, I'm Tochi, music journo. I've written for Clash, Vice, Guap, Buzzfeed, New Wave, yeah, and then my own medium blog sometimes. And yeah, I'm glad to be here again. I'm also not in Ghana, um, but as you can see with my background, I'm trying to get involved <laughs> with the ambiance. Yeah. I'm trying to have my own. So yeah, man, glad to be here, guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for coming. You know, I still don't know how to do the background on Zoom. You're not doing it. I need to work this out. How do you, how do you do it? Age is showing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. I'm getting old. But I'm just like, this background's so plain. I, I, I want to, I need to. I don't actually know how you do it once you started, but. If you you go on mind. like the video thing, but mine just doesn't like it, just doesn't work. As in, oh. I just always fuse into the background, so I just have to leave it out. Oh, okay, I can see it. You press video and then virtual background in it. Okay, okay. All right, are you, are you I might try this in, in the background. But yeah, glad to have know. you guys on. Glad to be here. Um, yeah, so, so um, as I said, we're going to be focusing on, on women in hip-hop. Um, and basically, the, how we're going to structure the convo is there's an article which um, some people in the chat um, have some issues with actually, but um, uh, an article that, that um, uh, my sister's friend Kesola wrote a couple of years back now, which was kind of um, kind of split up the, the women in hip hop and, and into different subgenres of female rap in 2019. 
um, and I feel like most of those subgenres that she kind of identified are still uh, relevant um, in 2021. Uh, but yeah, you guys, you guys had some some issues with it. So, so. <laughs> I mean, firstly, shout out Desola for writing the article. I think um, I get I get what you're doing, like showing that female rap is bigger than just female rap, and there's all these categories. But I think that as soon as you start categorizing people there's just always going to be issues because you can never really like perfectly categorize anything i think that's why people have issues with like music categories in general but as a uk girl i just felt a bit <laughs> it's just like you know you have all these um once you have like uh trap rap um da -da -da -da, like all these different things like governed by genre and then you just had uk rap um uk female rap with lady leisha and then I don't know who I, I who else was in there. I don't know. Let's just say Steph London. Um, so I feel like within UK rap, there are loads of different female artists. So you could have just put them in the different categories. Um, that was just like one thing that kind of stood out to me. But yeah, shout out to you for the article. Like yeah, shine a light on female music. It's always going to be a good thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I hear I hear what you're saying about the whole like it's not actually necessary to to split it up into into subcategories and things but i think it was more in response to um obviously you hear kind of criticism people say oh women only rap about the same thing or or there can only be one like you kind of see it play out where it's like it's almost as if there's only you can only have one successful female uh rapper um at a time which isn't true so she was basically kind of like trying to highlight that um even though there are women in rap like they they're in different lanes and things like that so i get what she was trying to do but i do hear, hear what you mean like um once you start subcategorize subcategories and things like that then it starts to it's like a slippery slope i mean you end up yeah of, i even think that's just like within the same article you kind of did what you didn't want people to do because i think she said it at some point cardi and nikki don't make the same music neither do um why can i why am i forgetting the other <laughs> Miss, neither do Miss Banks and uh, and Shabo, for example. That's so, true. like, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's just like within the same article, she kind of did the same thing with UK yeah. no, girls true. that that's she true. said people were doing with girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UK, they, they definitely could have split it. I mean, even if you want to keep subcategories, you can split UK into like it's not. Yeah. Big thing. I mean, we can get into UK as well. I was going to say, I feel like the article is from a very American centric. Mm. Like, I'm assuming the writer is British. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah she, so she, I, I would have thought it was an American writer just because I can see them being like, yeah, yeah, little sins, lady, <laughs> but you lot all the same. Like, what's the difference? Um, but I, I, I agree with what she was trying to do in terms of people do just say female rappers. They'll be comparing mm. Nicki Minaj and Lauren Hill because you know, you're all women. So what's the, mm. you know, what I mean, what's the, what's the, what are the factions? But I think yeah, like if I said, what it ended up doing was categorizing people. I think it actually it's nice to know there are labels, but especially when it's not done in the same in the same way it is for male rappers it kind of was kind of a bit counterintuitive because like we know there are different facets of men like i wouldn't pick say little wayne and jay the same but mm. and we don't need to be doing we don't go out of our way to make that distinction because we know what it is yeah and i feel like yeah. you know women it should i guess it's a thing of what is and what should be so mm. maybe the categories are what's necessary but it shouldn't we shouldn't have yeah, to be necessary there. No, you're right. yeah you're right yeah um, I mean, since we since we started with with uh, talking about the UK uh, rappers, so in the article she said, um, uh, so we're we're focusing on UK rap. Um, 
in general, they're more lyrical and hard hitting than their American peers um, with grime, bashment, Afrobeat and dancehall influences. And she shouted out, uh, I think it's pronounced Flohio or Flohio or something like that. Um, Steph London, Little Sims, Lady Leisha, Miss Banks uh, and more. Um, obviously, since then, a lot more artists have come through as well. Uh, you mentioned Shabo earlier. There's IBD as well. Like there's loads of, and there's loads of different styles. So I guess with the UK rap, we can... Um, I mean, who's who's popping right now? I, I see IBD a lot, and and Shabo, those two kind of stand out to me. Um, from T Zandos as well. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Billy Ray Banks. There's a lot um, of drill. Any's really good. I think Any's yeah. really good. Any. Any, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I think she's been able to maintain. Um, she's been able to maintain people's interest in her even past Pen Black Girls and the whole discourse around the remix. I think the fact that she's been able to kind of keep that going is testament to her talent, but also testament to her team. Mm. She's obviously being backed in a way that a lot of, because a lot of people have come and we don't, you know, they're making good music and we don't know, like Ray Black, she's been out here for time. Like she's been yeah. doing her thing. She doesn't make bad songs, but I don't know what the team is doing or like, I don't even like know she makes songs and I'm like, pardon? I don't know if I'd blame the team with Ray Black. I mean, the team could, could probably be doing more, but I just feel like it's it's. Um, I mean, it's kind of what we're what we're discussing. Like, there's there's deeper mm. issues in the industry that goes beyond that. Like a reason why. I mean, it's kind of like what what happened with with the um, Peng Black Girls remix. Everybody was sort of saying like, "Oh, you put Georgia on it," and then there was the I think it was like a. a TikTok. Tell me, a brave was taken off. And then Mia Brave was taken off, yeah. And then there was a there was a TikTok or something where it only showed Georgia's part of the song. And yeah. people were saying like, um, obviously people were saying that uh, this is colorism and things like that. And the people were like, oh no, it's just because um, Georgia's the bigger artist. She's gonna get more views, blah, blah, blah. But then I think you need to unpack like, why is it that she'll get more views just because she, like, like the, the colorism yeah. kind of plays into that as well. And it's a reason why. Like, yeah, <laughs> my face is saying, because, like, I, I was having this conversation with myself in the mirror today. Um, <laughs> just in case you're, depending on what you're listening to this on, I'm a dark skinned black girl before anyone wants to say that, you know, I have internalized colorism or whatever. Um, love my skin. Like, okay, I think that colorism will always play a factor. So, yes, Georgia Smith would probably have got to success quicker than she did if she was black. The same thing that if she was dark skinned black, um, man. <laughs> um, same thing that Beyonce's dad was saying, right? Like um, Beyonce is the lighter girl in the group. So it would have had an influence on her character, on her success. But what you can't do is then take away, you know, Beyonce's natural ability. Like she's a, a, a talented singer. If she was dark, would she have got it? We don't know. We can say based on evidence that probably not, but we don't know. But I was thinking about the Grammys this year, right? Mm. And how personally, like, I guess it's a personal thing. I would say that I I would peg Doja Cat over Meg if we're talking about best new artists, just because of what yeah. she's done, okay. like as an artist stylistically, etc. If I said this, like if I tweeted this, colorism, 
colorism <laughs> and it's just like it's not you know it's not always the case i think what happened with the any situation because any i don't i didn't listen but she went on clubhouse and i think i apparently she ended up embarrassing herself which you know i could no, i could she see didn't. you know what she read us for filth is basically what she said <laughs> she she said it was like christmas eve and she was like first of all why are you guys debating this on christmas eve like don't you have <laughs> friends and we were all like oh. yeah fam. <laughs> rap with you. Like, oh you know what yeah <laughs> spent the whole day with your family like but everyone's been a bit defensive about that <laughs> but um she was basically saying that um she knew the remix was coming way before it mm. came so for mm. us it seemed like a quick mm. it'll just come together right now based on the fact that the song's blowing up but it had i think the song had been planned for a while because she's on george's label i believe or she shares mm-hmm. the same agent or something mm-hmm. so that was already in the works and i think what she was saying is that she is not in a position and neither is anyone to tell Georgia Smith that her experience in what she deems to be black is mm. not her truth, yeah? And I yep. agree, you can't tell, you can't really tell someone that that didn't happen to you. Mm. However, in Georgia's lyrics, she says stuff that we can see you, sis. That wasn't, that couldn't happen, that's not... <laughs> it doesn't make sense, like it was like she was speaking on our behalf rather than speaking mm. from experience. Which, mm. depending on how you look at it, that could be, you know, she's trying to help us get our issues on the map. I don't know. I don't you know? need your help, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the thing, like, I think if you look at the meaning of this. Like, oh, you know, our hairband, some people see us and they say we're aggressive. Like, do they see you and they think that? <laughs> you know, is that is that how you feel? Or do you feel like that's something that you're passionate about and you mm. don't like that it happens to us? And I can hear that. And I also said that I believe that if it had been a different mixed race girl, that the reaction would be different if it was Mahalia. I don't think people would be that mad because people don't believe that Mahalia is that standard of beauty. They think that Georgia Smith is a certain standard of beauty, and there's already a discourse around mm. her. If it had been, if it had been any other mixed race woman, I believe that people wouldn't have been so. Georgia Smith has there's weight behind her name because of all the things on Twitter and all the discourse around people finding her pretty and whether they think she's talented enough and yada yada yada. If it was if it was Mahalia. I don't really think everyone would just be like, oh, man. It's also to do with Mahalia's success compared to Georgia's success. Because I remember when we actually, Isaac and I went to a Georgia show and Mahalia was the supporting artist for the show. Like, so you can mm. see that it's like levels to, I mean, that was two, three years ago now. So um, I think the gap is probably closer, but like Georgia is more successful. She's the bigger than, artist. Yeah. I yeah. think in terms of the discourse, I don't, I feel like people might still be like, why is Mahalia on it? But I don't think the amount of think pieces and the amount of the discourse around it, and I think the discourse was fine. I think it was discourse that needed to happen. But I do wonder whether it being Georgia Smith is what propelled it to it being such a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. Georgia Smith and Steph Don are the only two people I could imagine people would be like, why are they on it? If but Drake... Steph is because she's tweeting, she tweeted it right. Steph Lundon is coming up. I feel like those two people, people even... always shout. And, it, and I'm not saying that people are wrong for shouting at all. But mm-hmm. I feel like... Maybe the discussion would be quieter if it wasn't someone who people deem to be Eurocentric in terms of beauty standards. And mm. also, I, I still feel like if it was a if it was Drake that jumped on it, people wouldn't say. Obviously, it's different because he's a man, so people would be like, <laughs> "What are you saying?" It's so nice. You know, it's, it's so nice that Drake's on it, but I feel like there was just a lot. There's a lot behind Georgia Smith that people. I think people were being obtuse on both sides. I think. Yeah, yeah word. Like, I hear that. I just think that from from any perspective, like, if she wanted to be true to the meaning of the song, like, 
she she wouldn't have done it. But from a commercial, like you're not gonna turn you're, down George yeah, Smith coming on your song. Yeah, and you then again, speak. like she does have that clout. So I think the conversation mm. of why she has it, as Tochi's saying, I, I do think that's a different conversation. Mm. But if we're saying like as a new artist, George Smith wants to jump on your track, you're gonna say yes. But yeah, I just think because the song was like pairing okay. black girls and like what was behind the song. Also, George's verse like made no sense. I don't know what she means. Like black girl magic is sometimes blue. Like it actually. She, that lyric really irritates me. I don't know what um, you're saying. The but, not like, <laughs> like, but again, again, like these are different conversations. But if as a new artist you're going to decline, you have to have a lot of integrity. Her name's any integrity, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, so that's again, that's <laughs> something different. But you, you're gonna you know have. What? I think if Amir Brave wasn't removed, we would have had it. You would have allowed. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I think. I think so, you know yeah. that as well. That as well. The fact that you removed her, if she removed Amir and then she changed the chorus, the hook changed. I'd be like, to be fair, guys, it's different lyrics. You mean you removed her to say the same thing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, well, you can say, but I mean, she's on the original now. Like, let me get someone else to try. Like, no, but you have her black girl blue magic verse. So you're going to be on it regardless. You don't need to do the hook. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, and then even if, because we just mentioned Steph Dot, like, sorry, because um, we mentioned Steph Dot and played best friend, like, I'm going to lie. Um, Sweetie and Doja Cat, they could have, they could have got someone else. Like they could have got someone darker. I just feel like there are just times where you can make the choices. There are enough people that can do the same thing Steph is going to do on the verse mm. that is darker. And like you already have two light skinned girls on the track, oh, so really, like, the, can you even off of it friends. with the best friend remix? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I even forgot okay. that. Thing. Um, yeah, I think, I think. Yeah, well, I haven't time, listened to it. Like, yeah. I think a lot of the time. Sorry, Toshi, you were saying? Yeah, no, I was gonna. I feel like a lot of the time, you know, there's always things that go on behind the scenes. Like apparently, Emmy had reached out to some other artists that were darker than Georgia, and mm. they said no. So mm. do you know, what I mean, it's very easy to look and be like, I, what is, what's going on? But sometimes with this clubhouse and Twitter things, like people just take a narrative along with it, and you just have to let them. Yeah, know. they add context. Well, to, yeah, yeah, to be to be shouting about someone else's issue at 6 a.m. or whatever time they're doing it, you're bored. Like, you're just bored. <laughs> so I let you and know I hear it. I'd be bored too, yeah? Let us out, Boris. I get it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? There's not much to do but think about things that you don't need to be thinking yeah, about. Like, I hear it. Let them have their fun. Let them have their debates. They make their rooms. Because like, if, if I were any, I wouldn't have gone in the room. I'd say, oh, you guys are having fun. Me, I'm making money from the song. So. Real. And everyone just thought, like, I think people thought, based on what she said, they thought she was naive. She's, I don't think she's a naive girl. I think she wasn't going to... It, there's no point, even if in her head she's thinking, you know, that was a dumb move, it'd be very unintelligent, in my opinion, to go on Clubhouse after you've already made the decision and not stand in your truth. This, you better stand yeah, in it, no, you've, gone, you've gone with it now. Yeah, no. You better go in and be like, you're wrong Georgia, you're wrong, you're wrong. Girl, you have to go in, even if you have to lie. Go in and start lying, because <laughs> yeah, you made that you wrong with it. Exactly. So you to everybody, man. And, That's exactly and, what she did. She's she said, you need to get a lie. <laughs> she said, first and foremost, why are you in here on Christmas Eve? She rattled off before she even made her point. Listen, no, big up any man. I like her a lot. Yeah, I mean, she recently did a uh, Jules Holland, right? Yeah, that song. She reminds me of early days Estelle so much. Mm. Like mm. before American Boy, like you know, talking about the issues, but like not in a way that sounds kind of whack. Like you know, sometimes when well, songs are political, the lyrics are so good, but the flow is <laughs> not good. I find that any does that well in terms of I'm listening. I'm not like, oh, that's such a good point, but this doesn't sound good yeah like, you know black girl magic is sometimes blue that's mm-hmm. but that's not that's yeah but you know it's not sure 
But I feel like anyway, <laughs> find a really good balance between speaking about issues in a way that like actually sonically sounds good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hope I hope that she's, she's I mean she's got she's got something dropping soon, right? I think she said like an EP or something. Am I confused? Yeah, I think so. So yeah, I'll be looking out for that. And I think I think um she's an example of artists that kind of took advantage of the fact 2020 obviously was a terrible year and for the industry and a lot of the big kind of bigger artists held back on music and things like that because they waited until they can tour it at festival and things like that and a lot of like smaller up and coming artists took advantage of that and i think she's she's one that did that really well because i hadn't really heard about before last year to be honest so. she's, she's really new she was working in like barclays like at the beginning uh, of last year like she's really fresh to it yeah. Should we should we jump into should we play that song? The the um the the remix and then we'll get into The Pine Black Girls remix. But we don't want to play play the remix. We can play the original. I, play mean, the remix. I mean no you can listen, don't <laughs> let me come and colonize your show. If that's what you want to do. No, 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 we'll do the we'll do the original, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Stuff, I don't want I don't want a clubhouse room started. Why did he play this? But yeah, here's Pain Black Girls by Annie and uh Amir Brave. That was the the pain black girl that was the pain black girls original uh by any integrity and amir brave um and yeah so so one thing i wanted to do i wanted to discuss um was and i kind of wanted to do it a little bit like the motion style so put out a question and get people's take on it so i put out the 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 motion um is misogynoir and colorism blocking the feminist movement in hip-hop what do people what's people's like take on, on that um what what's the feminist movement in hip-hop when i say feminism i say like intersectional feminism and i think um feminism in hip-hop I, I don't feel it's right now it's truly intersectional because you only see certain types of of uh women see success um and so like i don't think it's a coincidence that um the biggest uh, women in hip hop are all lighter skinned, for example. So I say I don't think that's truly intersectional because 
as in like, sorry, like, just like, like, like with Ray Black. Sorry. Like you're asking, because I'm th- in my head. I'm thinking feminist movement and hip hop. I'm thinking like lyrically. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. So no. as in, do you feel like as in you're asking the success of women? Is it halted yeah, by? Yeah, more okay. that. Yeah, yeah. Because so I, I, I think I think um, yeah, I think it's it's um, firstly colorism. I think there's it's not a coincidence that um, like we mentioned with Ray Black compared to like a George Smith or someone, and that's not specifically hip hop. That's um, they're, they're both kind of R&B singers um but yeah I think like I said I don't think it's a coincidence but what do you what do you guys think I think yes but I don't see how in any field it would ever be no if you get what I mean Mm. um that's like my short answer but I'll just let turn to you yeah no I I agree I feel like the way that you know systemic structures work is that everything is applicable so any marginalized group then being marginalized is always going to be applicable Mm -hmm. the extent to which is applicable is going to change but I do think in terms of rap that yeah I I I I agree that I think lightest women are definitely taking up space and I think it that pretty privilege or what is deemed to be pretty is definitely ruling because like for example I think sweetie makes hits Yes, I'll start with that before she anyone says, let's not cap that. She makes hits. Can Sweetie rap? I think that's a different question. <laughs> Similarly, Cardi B, I think she does what she does well. She's a fantastic performer, beautiful gowns. Would I trust her on a freestyle? Would I say, you know, come quickly, think fast and start rapping? I, I don't know about that. But if it was, for example, let's say Rhapsody, who is darker than them both, I would trust her on a freestyle, no doubt. But people argue that someone like Rhapsody, because she's not lighter skinned and because she she's beautiful, but what seems to be pretty in that space, she doesn't she she's not she can't be measured by that. And because of that, people would argue that her success has been halted. But I also think what we deem a success needs to be uh, operationalized. Like what is what do we deem a success? Because then do you know what I mean? Because someone like, for example, so, Little so Sims. What would you say success is? I think it, there's so many different facets because, I mean, you could do it by awards, for example. Like, so um, Little Sims, she's won an Ivan Novell Award for songwriting. Mm. And that's like really high esteemed. Mm. And I think that's probably, that would have been her own personal goal. But mm. if I'm speaking to the general public and I said, oh, she won this award, would they be like, wow? Or would they be like, what's that? And who's Little Sims? Mm. Mm. So mm. I think. Do you know what I mean? If I take it away. Um, yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. And then I think you have to ask like Lil Sims herself, is she like gunning for do they do do they gun for certain areas where they feel like they can have more success? So I was thinking like how many dark skinned black girls are making that kind of like pretty girl like rap music and like there's the city girls, but a majority are light skinned. And then even with the city girls like JT when she first came in, like everyone used to like clown the way she looked. Um, she's had some work done, which I'm not like I've have no issues with anyone getting work done, but I think it's after that and like after a kind of rebrand that people are starting to call her pretty and like on Twitter and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it takes some time, even with, you know, Meg the Stallion, you know, she is like a strong black, she's more, well, I guess um, portrayed as like a strong black woman, but she even has issues with like 
owning her own like sexuality in a way like the music that she makes is like supposed to be like fun but it it, it feels so heavy when like it's it's um it feels so heavy when the conversation around it is just like I mean the whole Tory Lanez thing and how like she because she's built or like just the way that her her body is it's not seen as like as a quite kind of sexy thing or I don't even know man there's there's so much around it there's literally just so much around it and then I was just um contrasting that with people like Rhapsody people like No Name or even like people like Missy Elliott who you have to go down the whole like I'm going to present myself, you know, more masculine. Like, I think, I thought Liz, Missy Elliott was like a lesbian when I grew up. I, I, to be fair, I don't know if she is, but that's just because it's like, that's that's how it's split. It's like, you're either like one of the boys or you're like one of the girls. It's like, A, you can't be both. And if you are both, then it's, I don't really know how much do you control like the way you're perceived. So I think that, yeah, it will always have like, um, it will always have an element. And I think, if you look at historically how rap is seen as like a male-dominated um, industry, mm. then of course it's going to be like doubly worse than the music industry as a whole, which has its like own issues. So, yeah, I I don't I, I I'd be interested to hear someone argue that it's not. So, um, so I, yeah, I know. I think I think um, it doesn't really work as a motion topic because everyone agrees. <laughs> I disagree. I don't disagree, but I I don't I think I'm kind of like. I'm kind of where um, Toshi was with the first thing she said, which is like, what is the feminist movement in hip hop? Because I we don't have like that. I would be interested to understand more like. So I, I, I think yeah. I, the, the reason I said that was, um, so I see whenever Cardi B puts out a song, what's that girl's name? Candice Owens um, tweets her and then they just tweet, tweet, tweet. And um, you have the Candice Owens of the world who say that this is terrible for women, this is terrible for hip um, feminism, blah, blah, blah. Then you have the other side who say, no, this is feminism in action. She's got agency over her body and her music and she's doing what she wants with it. Um, and I was, the reason I asked that thing is because I think, um, yeah, like, like I, I think um, that's true, but and Candice Owens is like way off the mark. But I also think that there's a lack of like, questioning like why it is that um like, there's a reason like i said that that um and like you mentioned like there's not really many darker skinned women that make cardi b type of music that reach cardi b's level of success when we talk of uh and when i say success i mean more than like mainstream success so um you could talk about award nominations you could talk about number of streams chart chart positions things like that those, those are the, the kind of metrics i'm thinking of uh, but do you not like do you not as a question do you not think that i'm not saying the music is exactly the same but megan the stallion makes that type of music i mean probably the biggest song of last year um both making that type of music i i, I agree yeah there's definitely a, col a colorism thing uh there's definitely a colorism thing there it's obviously like um i mean if you're trying to go commercial in music as a woman, um, it seems like you, there's always like a big sex appeal thing and then obviously then colorism plays and so I'm not saying that that's not there, but I'm just saying like, um, to be honest, I forgot what I was trying to say, but uh, do you know what like, <laughs> and Cardi B make the similar type of music in that but, sense? Are you saying I'm that sure Meg, that... as in, because are you making the comparison because Meg is darker than Cardi B? 
yeah, yeah. Like I'm not sure that music is specific to light. Like it's not only. No, it's like, true. Yeah, but I, I know, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I still feel like you can make the same music, but the way that that music is like received can be different. If you get what I mean, mm. um, like I, yeah, I don't really know. I, to be honest, I don't listen to like that much. Me- the stallion so i can't really speak of like what her her other songs are like but i still feel like if you're doing the whole like um sweetie i do i feel like i i often see even um was there not like um what was that movie that came out birds of prey and they did a whole like um female rap song i don't think meg was there i think um a lot of the girls that were there were lighter skin so i think in the grouping like we can sit and say they make the same music but like how they're grouped as you do tend to see like these lighter skin girls together so i just feel like yeah i also mm, think as I'm well not sure. um so basically i would say that that um and actually I, I read um i started reading some audrey lord i don't even know if that's how you pronounce it i started reading some of that recently because like I said, i've been out in ghana so i just been, had time to myself so <laughs> um i started reading something she, she wrote an essay about tina turner and how Tina Turner's career went and how um, her relationship with Ike Turner and then how, basically how, how she was very sexualized as an artist. Um, and she seemed to sort of like resist against that for a little bit and then embrace it and kind of turn herself into, um, turn that into like her, her image. And it's yeah. like, there's a reason why at the start of her career when she didn't want to do it and they were kind of pushing it on her there's a reason why they were trying to make her into some sort of like hypersexualized caricature of a woman and i think that needs unpacking as well because i always think like when i see that i'm like me as a consumer how do i not feed into that so it's like for me it's like i need to shout equally as loud about a no name as I would about a Cardi B or equally as loud about a, I mean like like rather than sort of continuing to feed into that that um kind of I guess like I said kind of like hypersexualized caricature of what um yeah. woman of what a black woman is because I, I feel, feel like, like that is specific to black women because black I feel like black, for white women like if you take like an Iggy Azalea or like a bad baby they like copy that or whatever and they're praised for it so i feel like it's specific to black women i mean i mean sure they're praised for it by whoever their fans are but ultimately <laughs> sorry i don't know those people personally so i can't <laughs> speak for them but i feel like let's not act as if let's not act as if they're successful like on a, on a wide scale they're not i wouldn't say that they're like i wouldn't they wouldn't even come to my brain when you said when you started saying white women i'm thinking I don't even, couldn't even think of any. I was shocked that you even came up with two. I was thinking, I don't, I don't know. When, but when you are. say that, Iggy Azalea has a has a Grammy nom. A lot of the women in rap don't have a Grammy nom. So, <laughs> I bet she does. So, so that, exactly. So that's what I mean. Like, even when you say, because I I don't listen to her either. So I'm saying like, I agree with you that like, who are her fans and what kind of thing. But if you look at like commercial metrics of success, she's beaten a lot of people in. I think, yeah. What, I think what, when um, you think of like the Academy. That's what crying about in her Breakfast Club interview. I think to I be think fair though, academy, she got her Grammy nom for. Oh wait, forgive me. No, forgive me. I thought it was just for fancy. Was it not? Album. 
That's for her first album, right? Yeah, I think. The whole album. The whole album. Yeah, yeah, the album. The whole album. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so then again, like, like Grammys. Well, yeah, exactly. I'll just like say the Academy, I think, over the past, decade we've learned the academy is very flawed i think people within the industry knew the academy was flawed but as consumers we didn't know the actual like intricate issues of it and now as more people are more open to say you know this is actually this is rubbish and you know it's very elitist and if you don't send them a basket saying we love you so much you're not going to get a grammy nomination mm-hmm. once you have that kind of knowledge everything starts to make more sense and like <laughs> even with personally i just think it just now that i know that if you send a gift basket start, certain things start making sense to me like as much as I love Beyonce and I love Meg Thee Stallion, I think she's so talented and she definitely deserves Best New Artist. Like, I don't have a problem with her winning that. I think for Savage to win a Grammy, I think it's very indicative of the times we're in and it's very indicative of that the Academy are trying to stay up to date and get those views up. Because 20 years ago, the Academy, they wouldn't even laugh in the direction of Savage. It wouldn't even be... For it to even be nominated, I think was shocking. Like, not because... I think the song is really really rubbish but that's not the route that the academy usually goes down Mm. that's not how they seem to vote so for that to win i think yeah again that's why i keep saying this is what i mean about metrics of success for me that kind of solidified that you lot we gotta air this man because they're just (laughs) they're just playing into what they believe that we will enjoy like people are happy for meg the stallion and i think meg the stallion what i what i find interesting about her is away from what she's actually rapping about her style of rap and the actual flow is very old school. She raps like Queen Latifah. That's this is exactly that. That continuous prose of just no 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 da 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 da. It's very very old school. Like yeah. even like you know certain rhymes it will like take a while before it rhymes. It's very it's almost like poetry. Like yeah. it's very it's almost working wordy. Like it's very old school. And mm. I think that's why for some people she's an acquired taste. The same people who don't like Meg Thee Stallion, if they tell me they are Wu-Tang Clan, then they're then they just don't like women because they are doing the same type of rapping that continuous prose where we're just talking then the hook doesn't come or the hook only comes once like i feel like again we make the stallion i think i think colorism has so many facets because like i don't know that i would say that Meg Stallion was a dark skinned woman personally i, I don't, I, I don't think i would yeah, but, uh, I think, really? but i think i that's just what i feel like you know what it is there's a spectrum with shade yeah. There's, a, there's a section that stage, so I think every black, girl, books, that's, that's every, every black girl can say that they've experienced racism, obviously, but I think when it comes to the colorism conversation, people conflate it. So mm. things that, that's why you hear, you know, ignorant Latin girls saying, actually, someone said to me that I'd be prettier if I was white, because they think it's the same thing. They don't understand that there's two I think I think the race. difference as well is that they don't realize that in, in that case, obviously, that's not, it's not nice for anyone to say that to someone, but yeah. you're not sort of structurally excluded. I'm impressed by that, yeah. Like, I like, think... like what Ray, Ray Black, when she came in the industry, she said that, like, they fully told her, you're dark skin, so you're probably not going to make it. Like, you should stick to songwriting. You shouldn't sing too, because they're not, your image doesn't work and stuff. And I think this was a few years back, like, when her first EP back See, in, my like, issue, my issue with this is that, my issue with these kind of things is that, you let her in to tell her that, so why even take her to the stage? I think, I think she was but then, I, then again, I think that they know how it is as well. That's what I was just like, about to say. That, that yeah. The issue is that it's the truth. The issue is that they know what's palatable and they know what sells. Yeah. So, and I think as well, so for example, Little Sims, I think her rapping and who she has on features, it could appeal to a white audience, which would obviously get her more success than it would. Ray Black, 
I don't think she's trying to be palatable to a I don't think Little Sims is trying to be palatable, by the way. I'm yeah, not saying that at so. all. I rate her so highly. Like, I'm not trying to say she's, but based on the features and the way that her music is constructed, it borderlines pop in some ways that is palatable to a wider audience than Ray Black music. Mm. And I think that alone, because we Little Sims is way more successful than Ray Black. And I think Little Sims is darker than her, or they're the same shade. At I, would least. Think, I would say with that, I think there's also the aspect that. Um, Ray Black is a UK R&B singer and the UK already has issues with Yeah, R&B. I was So Little Sims' music is, um, it has more success crossing over to American things, whereas in the, yeah. the UK still hasn't kind of figured out what they do, what they want to do with R&B, to be honest, because there's so many artists that kind of reach a ceiling in the UK R&B-wise, yeah. I think. So I think that probably plays a large factor into sort of, if you're comparing Little Sims. Little, Little Sims has pushed thing. a lot, right, for um, the American audience as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's toured there. She's like... She supported Kendrick. Not music, to be honest, but she's mm. like, yeah. It's true. I, I agree. They do. I think that one is just the UK R&B issue, mm. to be honest, because even, mm. even non-Black singers, I don't... Even non-black R&B singers, they yeah. might maybe they're perhaps they're doing better, but I'm not. I wouldn't yeah, necessarily say they're doing well. They reach a ceiling. Yeah. 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 But um. Yeah. So so kind of basically, I think I think um one thing I found interesting about the the um Candice Owens is tweeting Cardi B and things. Yeah. So Cardi was saying. Cardi Cardi said like effectively like I've been talking about this stuff since before I was rapping. I talk about it now. My music isn't for your children. It's adult music, stuff like that, yeah. Which is all true. And then Candice said something along the lines of like, who who was paid off the song? Like, who makes the most money off it? Um, which I think is something that like, basically I think when you, any sort of politics that's rooted in empowerment that doesn't also look at ownership or question ownership, I feel like it, I don't know, to me it's always lacking a bit because it's like, if we don't also kind of advocate for um, Black-owned labels, women-owned labels as well. Um, then there's always that aspect of of um, we're kind of upholding, um, I guess, white supremacy. Patriarchy. Yeah, patriarchy. Yeah, so yeah. when she said when she said who who owns it, is she asking? As in, she's saying at the end of the day, it's that she makes she that knows that it's owned by it's owned by Atlantic and things like that. So like, um, she's basically saying like. You're, you're doing all this stuff and a white man is getting paid off it. That's effectively what she's saying. Uh, I think, yeah, that's everybody. Yeah, that's the thing. I work, like, me working, that's, like, that's the that's that's, world we live in. I think that empowerment society, like, what? is bigger I, I, than I, I, I just like money even, moves, at, to be honest. At, um, what's it called? Um, a lot of criticisms about hip-hop in general, they talk about, oh, you're, this is trauma porn, you're, you're rapping about murdering gangs and guns and drugs and blah, blah, blah. And then the rebuttal is always like, this is my environment, this is what I know, blah, blah, blah. But I think, like, basically, I, I find that argument, I always find lacking because I'm like, mm. regardless of that is true, and regardless of the fact of that fact, um, basically, if you don't own the music or you we're not advocating for Black-owned labels and things like that, then there's always going to be that aspect of you're getting paid um, for continuing to to play into black trauma and it's not nope. on your own terms because you're not the one that is uh, benefiting the most from it i guess i feel that. like i so i just i feel like people are picking and choosing a bit and it's a bit like 
you you can't really win either way like at the end of the day if we if we focus on like this women thing then i think we need to just look bigger than who is getting paid because even if you look at um chloe from chloe and hallie and how you know she did that um just posting more of herself and like owning her sexuality and things and you see all these girls i was made fun of it with my sister like I, did you really need chloe to come and show her ass on instagram before you felt comfortable but you know people that's the thing like some people are like that and so like i saw like loads of people being like shout out chloe and hat chloe and like they post themselves and stuff like that and so I think you can definitely see a change in more women being comfortable, like owning their sexuality. So yeah. those things have like cultural capital. So like you can be like, so similarly, if we go to the rap side, you can say, oh yeah, like, you know, you're rapping about your experience, you're perpetuating the stereotype and it doesn't benefit you. But A, your experience is your experience. Like you can't really change that. And then similarly, you can't change who, who benefits from a label. So I think that the conversation of, having black owned things is a it's a bit different and also um i also think that is a bit of an overrated conversation as well because i think that if we look at and you know we had a similar conversation um if you if you look at the people like um jay-z diddy i think i'm beginning to just feel less and less like not that i was ever, ever attached to them to be honest but just <laughs> even like more so less attached i think that people like to throw around community and like and mm. they do it they literally they literally are fueled off this like belief and it's also like a it's almost like a black american dream like you can get through the drugs and you know you can make it and make your own da -da 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 -da. but it's actually mm. not that different so at the end of the day if you're not independent, then someone else will always Even benefit. If you are independent, and this is what I was just about mm. to say. Yeah, regardless of, let's say, right, heady one, your music is one of the most like controversial genres we have at the moment. People are always trying to censor it, and I've written on just before like how I just think it's the argument about it being your truth is important in terms of talking about why it shouldn't be censored. In my opinion, mm. that is where the truth argument comes in. Mm. Whether you think it's perpetuating, yeah, yeah, that's a that's another argument, and whether you think your music should be existent is another argument to censor it you can't tell me I'm, you're not going to censor my experience that one that in that context i understand it but ultimately if anyone decides today that he's going to make gospel he still doesn't have ownership of it so who cares whether he's making i'm going to kill you music or i love jesus music it's still not him he still doesn't own the unless he owns his masters it doesn't matter either way so i think the argument about ownership very little people, even the biggest artists, they don't own their masters. They don't own nothing. Isn't that, so isn't that, you might as well make what you like because you know, ultimately... You know, that, that kind of plays into the argument I was making that that's something that we should be advocating for and it's, it's something that... Oh, 100%. It's, it's something that's ignored because, because we're always focusing on things like censorship and stuff and things like that. Like, basically, I feel like the focus is always on is this empowering, is this not? Is this censorship, is this not? Was this your experience, was this not? And I think mm. all of that doesn't matter because regardless, regardless of whether you think we're upholding patriarchy, we're upholding capitalism, we're upholding white supremacy by doing this or not, or we're dismantling or whatever, like if we don't mm. own it, then it doesn't matter either way. So we should be talking most about- Ownership. And I, I understand that. And I think that's, that's a fair argument, but ultimately I think, I think that's a lot of artists- should be basically. Yeah, I, that's what, I feel like a lot of artists, they're not trying to dismantle white supremacy. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to make my tune with P Diddy on the interludes and go. I'm not trying to 
do you know what I mean, dismantle the patriarchal white supremacist structure we live with. A lot of people aren't trying to do that. And I think with people like Candice Owens, she probably doesn't even think that herself. She just wants to criticise. She just wants to show that she's on the opposing notion. And ultimately, she's trying to get, but, she's just trying to get her visa. And I think I don't know what when it comes to the dismantling of white supremacy, representation, whether good or bad, doesn't do anything to dismantle it. I don't think that means that representation is unimportant. But it's a different argument. I like I like to see myself on TV. I like to look and be like, oh, that person that feels like me. But ultimately, that doesn't do anything to dismantle white supremacy. Mm -hmm. Doesn't. So I feel like the argument of that again, if the, all separate different things, capitalism. If you're really about, you know, undermining capitalism, you want to be working in a socialist or communist construct. Then first and foremost, my friend, you need to get off of flipping Def Jam records because <laughs> that's not the place to do that. You know, that's not that's not what they're here to do. And if you go into that trying to do that then you've already failed because that's not what they're here to do mm. and even now we don't really have independent artists who are fully independent like aj tracy he's he's known as one of the like most successful independent artists but he works with record labels to do this and that and these independent isn't what it was before someone owns your something a record label owns your something even dave someone owns his something so i feel like we're in a place now where it's it's actually more people speak about only your master, so I like to think more people go in doing it, um, knowing like people like Taylor Swift, someone as massive as her has to has to get has to beg for her masters, then we know that's a problem because she's massive. Mm. So I think more people are going in doing that, but ultimately, I think when people are trying to make it, they don't care. They're not going into no, it. You know, I mean, this is not philosophy. They're not reading on. They're not <laughs> Lord. You know, what I mean, they're not reading bell hooks in their spare time and thinking I'm going to go in and I'm going to. You know, like, they they don't really care about that. They're trying to they're trying to get out. And I, I hear it, like, you know what I mean? Also, does, does ownership solve the, some of these problems? I don't know if it does. So that's, I mean- I just think it, the music industry is yeah. tapped. I think the world is tapped. And that's why I tap out. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, like, <laughs> you are part of, of yourself, I, no, literally, I tap out of so many of like <laughs> these conversations me. these days, like, Hey, like Cardi B, even if she doesn't own all her things, she's still richer than me, like right now. Like, I mean, that's a very selfish take. So I'm just like, women, <laughs> do your thing. Like, the world is messed up. Like, just do your thing as uh, much as possible. Uh, that. Like, that's just where I am because I'm, yeah, really, tired. Tough out, tough I'm out. tired. I think the lockdown, the lockdown's been too long, man. <laughs> 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 I, I tapped out in November, so I don't know how you guys are still do it, man. <laughs> Every day is a new... the listeners need to drink every time Andy mentions that he's in Ghana or anything related I have one other question which is like you know yeah it's coming back to your original thing Andy about feminism and hip-hop I, I don't know I keep like going back to that point yeah but because I was having a conversation recently um and I just wanted to get you guys opinion as well um because Taking it away from like uh, female hip hop, like if you look at male hip hop, there's a there's a lot of like a, a huge amount of misogyny in male hip hop, um, and like I was having a conversation recently, and I was like, to be honest, I don't know how much of it I can really listen to. Defend. Like I understand that like not everyone is like like some of it might be situational and etc. But a lot there's a lot of um, misogyny in male hip-hop and like I don't know I just wanted to get you guys view on it like how, what do you think about that like how do you feel like are we moving forward should we 
Should we boycott artists that are like extremely I've got a funny story about that. Yeah. So, um, I, I know I said I wasn't going to mention I'm in Ghana, but I'm going to do it one more time. This is the last time. Um, so, I've been spending a lot of time with my dad, um, and my dad loves to talk politics. And like a lot of West Africans, um, my dad is a little bit of a Trump apologist. Um, and obviously, if you were on Twitter, you would be getting flamed. But um, I think when you actually speak to people here, you understand why a lot of it a lot of them kind of uh, not sympathize, but basically they, a lot of them don't hate Trump the way the rest of the world or the rest of the world on Twitter seems to hate Trump. Because um, when you compare kind of what America has done under Obama and things like that to Africa, it's no different. But anyway, so he was saying, he was like, hip hop's your favorite genre, right? I said, yeah. He said, you that was so disgusted when that video of Trump, who was a celebrity at the time, back in whatever said, grabbing him by the pussy. He's like, you'll, you'll tweet and you'll be angry about this, blah, blah, blah. How dare he say this? He can never do this, never do that. Then you'll go and listen to Kanye West say, this ho, this, this ho, that, blah, 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 blah. He's also a celebrity. He's also degrading women. He said, me, I prefer to be intellectually consistent and I don't like to degrade women. So I don't listen to hip hop and you shouldn't either. And I said, I didn't, I didn't know what to say. I was like, bro. He's read me for film. I mean, like, like, I was like, Kanye is not politically the leader about of the free world. Kanye, Kanye, we so that's that's the first ran, point. Kanye but I don't, I, he, and he, he did, but he didn't get it. But I don't, to be honest, you know, I'm not just going to like completely air, like push that point to the side. Yeah. I get, I get the point. I do get it. But I think that um, I've had the conversation with myself. Like if I'm really like about this life, you know, maybe I need to stop listening to certain artists but i don't know if i i don't know what life i'm about like yet like i think i'm constantly like learning i i can say that i'm at the stage where the music i listen to is not really affecting the way like if i hear someone say slap a slap a hoe or something i know that i'm not going to go out and slap a hoe but that doesn't mean that does like if we're being real that doesn't mean that there's not some like subconscious things going on so like if i'm being completely honest like probably if like we're talking about a journey on like actually getting to a world that is wholesome and like that is good and you know that everyone respects each other then maybe we do need to like look at our listening and defund certain things but currently as it stands like i <laughs> I think I can make enough separation in my mind that, you know, some is pure entertainment. I'm not even like some of the songs I listen to, I don't know what they're saying. And I'm not saying that this is right. I'm not saying that th like my answer is the most woke and that's, that's the thing, but I'm just saying that's my honest answer. And that's why I think with things like um, pro black, like labels like that are really restrictive. Like you, if you want to do like the actual checklist of what it is to be pro-black, there's no one on this None earth that will None be pro-black. And None so I just think that, you know, we're trying out here, like to be honest. Mm -hmm. And also, but my answer, but my like, th and this is me as a woman, I do think that men, you do need to check yourself because some of that does actually you know play out into the way you act and the way you treat women and all the people that have that picture of future up on their as their as their, their screenshots like it does play into it um and and not so it, it starts off innocently but it leads to like not so innocent um consequences so does my answer have double standards absolutely but i think that i have that's my privilege as a black woman to be able to say like you guys do so much damage to me on a daily that i'm not going to stop listening to music because 
of y'all. So that's my honest answer. I think, um, I think, I think, um, for me, when, whenever it's stuff about whether you should or shouldn't listen to something, I'm not big on the whole cancelling people. I don't think it does anything. And also, again, um, when we talk about cancelling, and I, I'm on this whole ownership thing, as you can tell, because I'm like, how can you cancel someone from something that you don't know? So, again, like, we, I don't think the cancelling thing is effective. But also, I think people need to stop, this is my personal opinion, people need to stop taking, like, what someone listens to as a reflection of their character or like their moral standing in the sense that for example i love vibes cartel vibes cartel's in jail for murder right now and he raps the most crazy lyrics homophobic uh misogynistic blah 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 i'm not going to stop listening to vibes cartel and it doesn't mean i condone murder or homophobia or um misogyny but once the whole cancelling clock turns around and it eventually gets onto gets onto vibes i'm sure i'd have to like defend myself and, pr and prove that i'm not about those things because i enjoy his music but i, I, I don't know, know man. It's, it's interesting though because there are some issues with that like then yeah. would you, is it fine to listen to like um xxx tentacion then for example i never, I never stopped listening i mean i was never the biggest fan of, i was never the biggest fan of his but like, like i didn't go removing all his music from my playlist there wasn't much of it in there anyway so but, I, like, what about like a tory lanes then because guy has some fire music like if we ignore all the stuff that he did like so i'm just i'm saying like, where does the line sit like are we i think i think like, I, think, I think people have to define the line for themselves like they were you know i think that's what it is like it's very easy for me to tell you that you can't listen to this person and that person but ultimately you have to decide where your boundary is and like mm -hmm. i remember the other day who is it that people are saying we're not voting for anymore oh why do girls listen to drill but they don't listen to R. Kelly. One stupid, one stupid something like that, yeah. One, one, something like that. And I just thought, you know what, yeah. I'm sure that if you were to break this down, there is some critical thinking in there that's okay. But ultimately, I'm not going to stop listening to Heady One and I will continue to not listen to R. Kelly. Do what you will of that information and it can't flog me. That, that, that's the thing. I feel like with, like said, the cancelling clock, like with, like going back to what you said about your dad, I understand that makes perfect sense. If you want to be intellectually consistent, that's yeah. But we all there's not one person in this world who's not been a hypocrite at any given point. We're all hypocrites at some point. And um I have made my <laughs> peace with that personally. Like when people say they're gonna cancel someone, I'm not gonna say just because I haven't cancelled them, cancelled in quotation marks myself, doesn't mean that I'm I'm not I'm never gonna convince someone why they shouldn't cancel someone. That's that's not my ministry, that's not my destiny, that's not my job. I'm not gonna do it. But I feel like I know for myself what I what my boundary is and that's that's my truth. Like with Azalea Banks, I still listen to Azalea Banks. It's not myself I don't listen to her anymore. I'm not gonna be like, what? Why? She's she makes great music. I'm not that's not my I'm not her agent. That's not my job. If you don't listen to her, you power be with you, mm. king and queen. You do what you gotta do. Me personally, I'm gonna be listening to luxury. Do what you're doing. I just don't like the whole sorry, the whole cancellation conversation comes up every single year, like for a week, and then everyone goes back to do the same thing. So I just don't actually think it has as much weight as we think it does. I and I think then the conversation, like as you guys have, it starts the conversation moves from who you're cancelling to why aren't you cancelling, and then it's like you're cancelling people for not cancelling people. Like personally, <laughs> but at the at the same time though, I do think that celebrities you endorse 
do say a lot about you and I think there's a difference to you know listening to someone in in private um to like publicly like endorsing them and I think that once you're doing that it, it says a lot about you like Octavian and, and then another thing that like, has an issue with the cancel thing is that we start to be like oh his music's not even great like his music's not even that great for you to for you to for you to struggle to cancel him I think that's like problematic in itself and I've, I've had that I've, I've always been like if someone I listen to does something crazy I'm like why like why could you just not do that so I could like still listen to your music because that's why I'm there for your music I don't really care much about the person but I just think that word like you just need to actually look into yourself because like Doja Cat when that white supremacist thing came no, I out I could tell you I couldn't care less I didn't care like I, I'm just going to be real she was her feet in chat and that's about <laughs> business Me, I, I just... don't do that I'm a listen to I'm a listen to what I'm listening to I'm, I'm gonna keep listening to streets you can go to the chat room if you like. <laughs> I, I just, you know, but I think with, with the Tory Lanes thing, and I just, and with the Octavian thing as well, and then even like the, Sh the Sheck Wes, I think that um, Sheck Wes came out at a time where, say that again? I didn't know Sheck Wes was. Yeah, he was like, Sheck Wes was like, um, something to do with Justine Sky. And I think at the time that that happened, it was a, it was a time where, his career wasn't big enough that it was like an easy shutdown. And we saw that it was an easy shutdown. So if we can stop problematic people, <laughs> if we can stop problematic people in their tracks, I'm all for it, right? But if it's the case of like, as you said, the cancellation clock and it's like, we've all been listening to Vibes Cartel and then suddenly there's no one left to cancel. So we go to Vibes Cartel. Like that like sounds ridiculous, but like, yeah, if there's problematic people on the rise, then we can do our thing to like, yeah, to yeah. halt that. And I think that's the same with Octavia. That's the same with like, with the, the, the Tory situation as with, well. There are different, some of the, I think we also, like, I think when it comes to crimes, right, people, the things that people put into the cancelling block sometimes irritates me because I feel like some things that aren't, okay, so let's say, for example, this is an awful example, but I can't think of a better one, I'm so sorry, but let's say Kanye West, right, him saying that the slaves could have left the plantation or whatever he said, mm -hmm. or they could have taken the, Slavery's you know, I, don't I don't know, whatever nonsense he said, yeah. Right, so I obviously do not share those thoughts, because I am not an idiot. Mm. Um, but I think that if you choose not to listen to his music following that, fair enough. But I think comparing me continuing to listen to Kanye West to R. Kelly, who is a serial rapist and paedophile, how can you put those in the same? How can you say those are in the same vein? Like to say that we successfully cancelled R. Kelly, like he's a criminal. Like, I just feel like that's a really, you know what I mean? We're complaining <laughs> some nonsense. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I didn't like that. Somebody tweeted da -da 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 -da, something that's. It's something that's not objectively wrong. I feel like sometimes there are things that are not objectively wrong. That, oh, why is Azalea Banks cutting off chicken's heads in her kitchen? Oh, my God, that's so weird. What about the chickens? I'm going to cancel that. And that is, I'm not saying people who care about animal rights, I'm not trying to, like, take the piss. That's fair enough if that's your boundary. But personally, that's not mine. So you saying that, oh, you listen to Azalea Banks, but you don't listen to R. Kelly. Yes, one is a serial rapist and one kills chickens in her kitchen. I'm sorry, but those are not the same thing. Like, I think we sometimes conflate things based on our own, I think people like to project their own personal boundaries onto people. And that's why I say it's mm -hmm. important to know your own boundary. Me, mm -hmm. I'm not going to listen to R. Kelly. I'm not going to listen to Tori Lane and I'm not going to listen to Octavian. That, those are my boundaries. I will, however, listen to Kanye West and Azalea Banks. Some people might say that's problematic and that may be true, but that is not my business. You have your boundary and I have mine. I think that's my issue with, I don't think we live in a cancel culture. I think we have cancel seasons. I don't <laughs> think we live, we don't have, we have moments of, where we want to cancel we don't live in a culture of cancellation that's not what that means otherwise we wouldn't see half the people that we've cancelled ever we wouldn't mm. know what they're up to 
but I think yeah people like to project their boundaries and that's my issue with cancel discourse that why are you telling me I'm not gonna I will listen to you, I'm listening to you you do what you're doing mm. and we'll be going where we're going and I agree with it on endorsing people like I'm not gonna go out of my way to tell you that Azalea Banks is the best thing we should all kill our chickens I'm not I'm not gonna do that but I think yeah like as long as you're not endorsing people who are you know actively causing harm that the music thing is another conversation but i think the endorsement is very important for those very good points but so my, my initial thing was less about cancellation more about just i, I definitely yeah. think men should ask themselves the question because i think that there are like um subconscious things going on in in terms of like male attitudes to women that you know we're seeing come up um please everyone know that i uh bent my fingers quotation marks are happening quotation marks <laughs> we're seeing it come up now as we do when like something drastic happens and everyone realizes things that they have known anyway that's in itself is another conversation i think that men you know i think it's interesting either that, that question came up to you and I, I don't think it came up by accident i think that in terms of just attitudes to women, there are a lot of things that are normalised and the music you listen to factors away into that. The movies you watch, the shows you watch, the books you read, like everything factors into like your subconscious and conscious attitudes towards women. And if the music you listen to is having a role in that, then maybe maybe you need to take a fast from it. Like that's the thing, like maybe take a fast from it and come back. Um, but yeah. When you asked the question, Isaac, did you have anybody in mind who you feel like it's actually kind of mad that we still listen to them given that they're just so outwardly and explicitly misogynistic because I feel like in my head and I'm not even I'm not saying that it doesn't exist anymore because it obviously does like that's not disputable but I couldn't think of someone that while I was listening to her lyrics like a recent song maybe the past five years and this was so overtly misogynistic actually guys I take it back wow scratch, scratch, scratch the record not so much rap but I think R&B definitely has undertones of hating women now that I, it just came back to me. Okay, cool. To answer your question, I didn't have anyone specific in mind though. It's just like more generally. General. I can yeah. think of some people, but I didn't have anyone specific in mind when can I- you, Can you can you remind me? Cause I feel like my brain's gone blank. I haven't got anyone in my head at all. Um, Recently or just all time? What was the question? Not recently, about who's like someone who's quite overtly misogynistic in their rap. Um, Oh, well, recent, as in current. Recent, yeah, like in the past, yeah, recently. Um, uh, Triple X, Tentacion, before he passed. Oh, damn, I didn't listen yeah, to him. I couldn't have... I, no, to be fair, I still feel like even people like Drake, like just standard people, I don't think they're... Mm, I mean, yeah. I Drake did nice for what, that was nice, but like still, like even if we're, if we're talking about attitudes towards women, I wouldn't say they're like saints. No, yeah, no, I think not that, at all. I would say none of yeah. the attitudes are not misogynistic um yeah like we're talking over but yeah if we're talking about like just misogynistic attitudes towards women i don't think there's any that aren't that's something like j cole j cole's pretty bad that's j cole came to my mind that's i was thinking that that's that thing we do with rap i feel like we stay in the realm of thinking rap is misogynistic but i have so many r&b people in my head right now like i that's couldn't true. think of yeah i feel like miguel sir hey, sir's been on a roll i mean i love the guy but, <laughs> like his music is like if you listen to lyrics it's, it's a bit mad like it is very oh, true, and i think true. sometimes we go down the rap route because it's easy and it's traditional to say that hip-hop and rap is Brent fires Brent fires he's crazy 
he's really bad. Like, he's yeah, like, I saw like what happened. Like, I saw something like something came up like, oh, I think the end of last year it was like, oh, your Spotify Raps still has Brent Fayaz on it. I was like, what the hell is wrong with Brent Fayaz? What's he done? <laughs> he he. His lyrics are really misogynistic, like quite overtly, I would say. There's that one where he says, um, if you break up with me, I don't want you to be happy. Well, I, can't, I can't remember the exact lyrics. His lyrics are all like... I don't want you to find happiness with someone else, but he puts some riffs on it and everything, and it sounds... Yes, really, you know what I mean? He puts some harmonies in, you're just like... Oh, like, you oh, this is cool, man. Most recent EP, riddled with it. Mm. Every line. Just a madness. I'm not, like I said... I, me personally, I'm the one who's affected by it, but you guys need to question your love for Brent Fires. Why is that? You guys unpack that within yourself. As a woman, I'm gonna do what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So should we should we jump into it? You. So here's designed by uh, Lauren Hill. One day, you'll understand. Zion by Lauren Hill. Um, I realized that the combo kind of moved a- away from from what we initially started with, um, which was to talk about the, the different subcategories. Even though we've said that those can be um, somewhat problematic. Okay, so I just want to uh, big up the the different uh, artists that um, she highlighted in her article. Um, first off, she had the classic MCs. So those are mostly East Coast MCs whose style is reminiscent of the creators of the genre. They mix pure bars with hooks about flexing and old school beats. Uh, their album and feature focused and rappers include Nicki Minaj, Cash Doll, Young Ame, Dreezy, and Lay Kelly 47, who I personally haven't actually listened to. Um, and there's the Trap Queens, who are heavily influenced by the current reigning Atlanta trap sound. Um, their money, drug, and sex ridden music is strip club and car speaker ready. Uh, their mixtape and single focused. And their rap, rappers include uh, Cardi B, Mega Stallion, City Girls, Saweetie, Dream Doll, and Melly. Uh, then there's Cloud Trap, 
who is uh, music which is auto-tuned, full of ad-libs and heavily relies on production. Uh, SoundCloud rappers mainly who, for whom lyricism is less important. Uh, so rappers like Asian Doll and Tommy Genesis. Then there's the poetic lyricists. Uh, they have dense lyrics which require careful listening. Uh, less intense production than their peers in other modern subgenres. Um, critical favorites and their album focused. Uh, and those rappers include No Name, Rhapsody, Tink, Janelle Monet, and Ocean. Uh, we already spoke about UK rap. Then there's also the experimentalists. So they're uh, characterized by eccentric personas and hands-on production. Um, they're technically very proficient, uh, switching between various flows. Rappers like Princess Nokia, uh, Tiara Wack, Azealia Banks, and Rico Nasty. Then um, there's the OGs. So those are still active legends from the 90s and 2000s who paved the way for the current wave to have autonomy over their careers. Uh, so they're strong lyricists who have col collaborated with the uh, with all the goats of hip hop. So that's the Missy Elliotts, the Lauren Hills, Foxy Brown, Lil Kim, Eve, Remy Ma, uh, and there's probably more. Um, and she also included uh, Guilty Pleasures, who are problematic favorites. So those are rappers like uh, Mulatto, Doja Cat, if she's still cancelled, I'm not sure. Um, Light Skin Keisha. So basically rappers who um, might get cancelled <laughs> for, for something. Um, but yeah, so, so um, as, as you can see from all the different subgenres and the different rappers we spoke about, like there's a very diverse um, sound. So this sort of myth that um, you have to compare um, every, every rapper just because she's a woman. Um, will have you and or, you know have you comparing a Cardi B to a Lauren Hill, which is nonsense because they're not in the same lane, basically. And yeah, so so um, before we kind of uh, wrap up and stuff, uh, Toshi, you sent me uh, earlier today. You sent me about um, uh, a post about Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce because they they were the first women to win right. the best rap performance. Um, I thought that was. I thought it was egregious. I don't know why I'm trying to hold back. I thought, I thought I was, I was not because it's them because like I've reiterated, I think they're extremely talented and they deserve to win awards, but not for that category. They should not have been the first in my opinion. I don't think Beyonce is not a rapper and I don't think she raps very well. So for her to win best rap performance when there were like her predecessors, do you know what I mean? We have Missy Elliott, we have, we, do you know what I mean? It's just, we, we had left that we had so many people that should have won. That maybe if there had been other people, I wouldn't care so much because, like I said, I think the academy is just you know mess up. But mm -hmm. this win just feels some there's something that feels piteous about it almost. That I feel like that's a that was a that was a theme for me from the wins this year. Like the like the, um the, her won a award for her I can't breathe song, and I know if Andrew I Park, scream, let's not even if let's I not scream. Even, I, I personally I like that. <laughs> It's not, this sure is thing, it's not about, about, it's not about just liking the singles. It's about the other, I feel like a pity when I feel like what award shows seem to be trying to do, in my opinion, is they want this moment of Black Lives Matter to be well documented. So they're making all these certain songs win because it's like, we want to remember, we want to keep this moment in stone so this moment has a legacy, which is why as much as I love Lockdown by Andy Pack, whether I think that compared to the other songs and genres that should have won an award, I'm not sure. And I think, sorry to go back to the rap performance. Yeah, I think that even Beyonce made the standing will probably shocked. Of course, they're never going to come out and be like, yeah, we don't know why we won. It shouldn't have been us. But <laughs> ultimately, 
I don't think the song is lyrically great and I don't think it was supposed to be. I don't think it was, I don't think they went in hoping for it to win awards. It was meant to be fun. It was something to do. Like, I don't think it was meant to win an award. Like just that win showed me one that Academy is just nonsense because the fact that that was the first time that a woman had, women had won, won in that category is just ridiculous. And the fact it was that song just shows how out of touch they are. They don't, they don't know what we like. They don't know what interests us because even someone who loved that song could not argue with truth in their heart that it deserved to win the award. There's no way. And I just felt like, I think, yeah, it was really indicative of how behind we are in terms of women in rap and awards. Because well, how can that be the first time that women have won? That's just a bit ridiculous. I think the cynical side of me, like, thinks they do it on purpose. Like, not even in a way that we're out of touch, in a way that we're going to make, like, make a mockery of it. Because, like, looking back... Like, as you said, the amount of black women in rap, right? Um, and it's like the first time you do it. Like, the, if you're thinking like strategically or just thinking at all, you're saying the first time we do it, it's, it's going to be a moment. It's going to be like, you know, let's actually shine light of what's happening now. To give it to Beyonce and like Meg Stallion, that's another conversation, but Beyonce, who's generally not a rapper, that's who you're giving the first rap for. It's like, to me, it's like you're making a mockery out of it. Um, secondly, like, Beyonce is my actual like she is my girl like I forget I like her but I generally am a Beyonce fan this wasn't her year in music I don't think I was actually shocked she was nominated at all to yeah. be honest as if she had a she had a quiet year she like and then when you look back at the fact that like something like Lemonade who should have got all the Grammys like didn't and it's like that's what I mean when I say it's a mockery like you're just not making sense on so many levels um, i think that the point you've made about lemonade and putting did she submit lemonade at the time i can't remember because remember they, they took yeah, it off it was, and everything i think again it's that thing of because it wasn't available on all major streaming sites and it was a title exclusive i feel like she was penalized for it like mm. don't ever try to make something exclusive in your life we will show mm. you what will happen mm. if you do it yeah I think and so. i think that's why she makes the point on what's the name of the album she has with that husband of hers the carders yeah that's it that's it that one she even says like i obviously don't i didn't care about the numbers otherwise yeah. i would have put it on spotify which yeah great point but it shows that the academy are very it's so like there's just so many levels to that specific i thought there were a lot of questionable award wins but i feel like that specific one i was like this is offensive i'm offended by this like <laughs> i think it's what i think beyonce would have been shocked to know that she has now won the first. She, she looked shocked on stage. I mean, the... She didn't look that happy. I was actually thinking about her speech. When, she when didn't look that happy. Said, like, when Trevor Noah stopped to say, oh, she's won the most of any, what was it, most of any woman ever or something? Yeah, most she ties now for the most ever Grammy Award wins. Yeah, so when Trevor Noah said that, she didn't look happy. Yeah. She looked like... Why Why now? Like, I think... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think the Academy's on its way out. And when I say that, I don't mean next year or the year after, but I think it no longer holds prestige. Like, I don't the think fact that Savage can win an award, yeah, like... I don't think it's on the way out, because I think these artists pretend that they don't care, but they really do. I think the artists care, but the consumers have to care for it to, to be maintained, which is why they're thinking of bringing in things I, like TikTok categories. If they didn't care about what we think, they wouldn't care about TikTok categories. I, I don't know, did, did the... I mean, I guess this one was online rather than usual, like how it usually is, but like, did... Um, did the numbers dip, like the viewing numbers and things like yep, that? Yep, this is the lo I think this is the lowest um, watch. Yeah, maybe it's on as well. Least watch. Ever. But then again, it would it would be like you had what ten people in a garden. It yeah, yeah. it would be. Because I, I, <laughs> I, I personally, I've been I've been about this whole let's get them out of here. Same with 
so many things that I'm like, let's just get it out of here. Let's just disengage 100%. and it'll go away. Um, and then I look at, like, I look around and look at the actual reaction and I'm like, it's not going anywhere. Like, that I was my reaction artists, to, to um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I think, I think it's important for the artist and like, I'm never going to be like, why does an artist care about an Oscar, a Grammy, a Golden Globe? I'm yeah. never going to be like, why do you care about that? Because I completely understand. But I think in terms I of the them. Consumer, I them. in <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Make, I think in terms of the consumer, I feel like the prestige for me. It's but not only just because I think we've been exposed to more of the inside of the music industry. But as I've got older, I've just been like, the people I like are never even in this. Like they're never even involved like that. Do you know what I mean? Like people like. You know, I'm saying we we need to get them out. Yeah. It's the same with yeah. like that was my reaction to the whole um, Harry and Meghan thing. That was my overwhelming reaction. Was that what? The, to Harry and Meghan's interview, I was like. I thought we were all on the same page that the royal family and the monarchy's out of here, but you guys have been talking about this for two weeks. So then I was like, nah, it's not going anywhere because we care too much. I think, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think the monarchy will remain, but I think the prestige the again, same thing, same thing. The prestige is gone. I think once the queen dies, they'll, like, they'll bring in Chris Jenner. The queen, I'm, not, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to, this is not me saying I'm going to do anything to her, just saying in life she will die because she's a human being. When she dies eventually one day, not purposely by anybody, when she dies, I think what, the Queen is very much the figurehead that people love, but the, her son, that like Prince Charles, Prince William, people don't care. Mm. So mm. once she dies, it's the end of an era. And they might be there. We're not gonna, I don't think we're going to become a republic, but I don't think people are going to. I think I you'll think, be surprised. I think that a lot of what we're saying is obviously going off of like people in our circles and yeah. um, what we you see on like our timeline and stuff like that. But like that's literally what, that's why people get shocked at the political outcome every year. That's why people got shocked at Brexit. You will be, you will honestly just be surprised. And that's, that's another thing I think about with the with the Grammys because I did go back and like look at the best um, rap songs. because I was having this debate with my sister. She was saying to be fair, like the category wasn't that great and i went back and i looked at who had won and it was thrift shop it was i by kendrick lamar i think hotline bling and i was like to be honest um so i was like to be honest it's like maybe they've just they've just always been like that and i also think like you know the year that like beck won like maybe we are the ones missing something like who knows maybe no, i think beck winning, i feel like i wouldn't even with that whole thing with beck winning i didn't think that was a problem per se just because i didn't listen to it so i can't be maybe that album was mm. it you know what i mean maybe the, it was the knees of the bees maybe we just missed it i can't say that it's crap just because i like mm. was it kanye west he was up against no yeah no, it was like, Beyonce. I don't know if it was Beyonce, but Kanye like did the fake. Get oh, up Kanye thing. got on the stage and did yeah, all of yeah, that. Yeah. Wait, no, wasn't that Taylor Swift? No, he did the fake. Kanye like fake. got up and then Jake and his and Beyonce were like ah, and then he sat back down <laughs> with his like white laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, he was like, "Oh no, <laughs> I know actually." <laughs> yeah, no, I think. Yeah, I think I think for for artists, I understand why being shunned hurts, and like for artists, I think it's a different conversation. But as a consumer, me personally, like I get excited when like when K. Chinada won, I was so happy. Like I was so happy it got recognition. But for the artists, when artists I like win, I'm like this is good. I'm happy for them because I know they want this. When artists that I like don't get nominated, um, I'm like that. This shows that the Academy's crap. So I'm happy for the artists when they win it, but. I know that it's not, for me personally, it's not my measurement of success. I also I... feel like um, what, as in, even as consumers, what we think is like worthy of a Grammy is like decreasing as well. Because if we look at like the Oscars and think about how long it took Leonardo, Leonardo to like get his, to get his Oscar, 
and then like Megan's not even been there for that long. Like I, I love Chloe and Hanley. Like you can look at my Instagram for one second and see that. You can look at my Twitter for two, like not point not one second and see that. But I wasn't thinking that they should get a Grammy. Like Ungodly Hour was a fantastic album, but mm. I still think that before you needed to like put in like a little bit of work. It wasn't just like you had a good year and it was like Grammy worthy. It was like you had a good mm. year and like you got the nom and like next year we want to see a win. But I think that. I guess because they are giving it to, in some categories, doing nonsense, it makes people think, oh, then like, of course this person should get a Grammy. But I think before it was mm. something you need to work towards. Well, it wasn't just like, yeah, exactly. I think, I think, to be fair, I do think with Chloe and Halle, I do think they deserve at least the nomination. I think- They got nominated three times. Yeah, that's I think the nomination yeah, yeah. makes sense. Maybe not, I wouldn't have minded if they win. It would make sense to me because I feel like their team put in so much work. And I feel like those mm. are the things the Grammy does care about. So I think that's what a lot of people are going off. Well, back in the day, that's what used to matter how much, you know, yeah. the marketing behind it, whether they got the press and whether, you know, we don't. And I think social media has definitely increased. Like the Academy, I don't think they cared when social media was on the come up because who did. But I think now they do take like discourse and what we're saying into consideration. So, yeah, I think there are a lot of there are a lot of things that go into it. But ultimately, it's still an elitist institution like the rest of them. So if you were disappointed, it, it's not going to be me that's on the other side telling you no. I'm gonna be here, you know, I'm packing with you. Um, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Um, yeah, like, to be honest, I don't think it's, even if they are on their way out, I don't think it's anytime soon. So we might as well just, like, be happy with the ones that win. With the ones that we like, yeah. The ones that we like, be happy <laughs> when they win and just wait until it eventually dies out. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, so, um, I want to thank you guys for coming on man like it's been a really um interesting discussion um and do you guys want to plug anything quickly before we, before we wrap up going on. follow <laughs> me in it follow me i'll be writing at Pochi charles good luck spelling all that because i ain't gonna spell it out so hopefully my name is somewhere i'll put it, I'll put it, in, the, it'll be in the description don't worry don't worry um okay. um yeah i i always plug myself really badly because i just i just don't really care I listen if you want to listen um like <laughs> the, the motion underscore on instagram um fb.oj on instagram you should be able to get an idea from that but the, the motion is a great podcast like it's the best okay. i've listened to to be honest aside from this of course yeah, I'm back. yeah I definitely <laughs> um, and we've been on it we've all been on the motion so, like, we wouldn't go on it if it was crap no, we exactly. all know it's true, and it's, it is a great podcast. And she said she doesn't care, but to be honest, she's been doing bits for so for, so for someone that doesn't care. She's yeah, she's oh no, I care! I care about the person. <laughs> I just don't care about the whole, you know, because like I mean, I mean, realistically, you've just listened to this, right? You're probably gonna go and like get some food. You're you're not gonna like click right after. So that's what I mean by like, yeah. You, could, you though, listen, the motion is a nice digestible thirty minutes. Like you really, yeah, you could cue it up. But no, no, I do care about the motion. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> that thing like takes away my whole life. So, you know, don't care about it, but. Yeah, listen, listen to it. Then listen to the motion. It's on Spotify, um, Apple Music, all of them basically. But yeah, just just follow the Instagram. You should get an idea from that at the motion underscore. Sweet. So uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. You've listened to Two Gs in a Pod. Uh, this is episode two of the Spotlight series. Um, hit us up. Let us know. You know what artists or genres or. Uh, cultural moments that we should dedicate an episode to 
I'm thinking we should do one for 420. I, I kind of want to do Snoop Dogg, um, even though he's away from Snoop Dogg. Do you want for who, sorry? I was, I was thinking Snoop Dogg because I'm a big Snoop Dogg fan. He's my favourite. I wish you would just stop talking outside of your music because you make <laughs> yeah, I wish you would just shut up. To be honest, I haven't actually listened to Snoop Dogg since about 2006. But everything... I, I, does he still make music? I, I just love him. I just love him. I just love his vibe. The whole, like, old cool... You know, we. I just love it all, to be honest. Okay, so maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do a Snoop Dogg. <laughs> you guys on? Listen, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm down. So um, but yeah. So so follow us on Instagram at Two Gs in the Pod. Follow us on Twitter at Two Gs in the Pod underscore. Uh, you can listen to the episode everywhere. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on uh, Amazon Music. Um, and the visuals will be out on YouTube and IGTV. And we are going to leave you with uh, what's a good song to end it with. Snoop Dogg, beautiful. Someone British. Someone <laughs> UK. UK, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, play uh, Mahalia, Rico Nasty, Jealous. Okay, okay, I'll play that. So here is Jealous. Is it Mahalia or Mahalia? I never know. Maha- Maha- I think it's Mahalia. She has a song that she says it. She's okay. like, yeah, it's Mahalia. Okay, then. Mahalia. 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 <laughs> I just can't remember. Right, so here's, here's um, Mahalia and Rico Nasty Jellies. From the south side, summer's outside, chilling west side. You know what I do, yeah. Thinking my guys too, huh? Baby, you're so jealous of me. Topic Celine, tripping in the weed, padding on me, yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling this girl, now I'm feeling myself